Welcome to the Victims of the Punt Day 2 Championships Review Show. Uh, we're going to start at the top, work our way through the card, but uh, before we do anything, I'll welcome Mark Shan. Mark, uh, Dicko made a joke on Friday, at least I thought it was a joke, about watching to see if they'd left the taps on at Randwick. Uh, at, that st- at that stage, they hadn't been switched on, but obviously something happened Friday night. Yeah, well, we had uh, 28 and 29 degree days all week. No rain. Good for 5.08 on Friday. And uh, they decide with the forecast at 18 degrees and overcast to water at 9 o'clock on Friday night. Absolutely brain dead. I think that's a, a polite way of putting it. Mark Roden, as the day unfolded, it seemed that the uh, the horses with the, the best wet track stats, so to speak, were figuring and... Uh, I think the track was still officially a good four, but it certainly raced a lot worse than that. Yeah, and I think people had um, juried to that by certainly by the end of the card. But you know, when you had horses like, well, a day over Natoya, I don't think they would be winning on. You know, <clears throat> should have been a good three. They wouldn't have been winning. And um, uh, for Seeker, who'd been competent on soft ground on the last, and the, the horse everyone backed in Trivier was a, a noted wet tracker. So um, even though it was still posted a good four, everyone was treating it like a five or a six. So what is the obsession here with these track managers? We've had this on Blue Diamond Day in Melbourne. It's not isolated to Sydney as well, yeah. where they've just got a water. Like early in the week, uh, we knew we were in trouble because the track manager said, oh, they've predicted a couple of mils, but we'll we have to see if we irrigate. Well, how about we have a good three, a fair income good three for a change, yeah. instead of this doctoring of tracks and creating lane rating? Yeah. You're right. The writing was on the wall. Um, you know, got a bit of bit of traction on Twitter, people were talking about it. I think no one's really surprised, you know, and we should be, because it just shouldn't be happening. Um, but but, but imagine if you owned a horse and set, set it for a, one of these championship races they keep talking about, and you draw Barry number one. Well, you yeah. might as well start. Right. Yeah. And what, what if you've got Probabil? You know, this is your, you know one of your target races, million-dollar race, you're a dry tracker, you know, with a, with a hot week, and then you end up with a five or a six. So are they just focusing on presenting a track to suit the Queen Elizabeth where all of them are basically wet trackers? I'm speculating, but I I suspect that had something to do with it, yes. I I think there is no such thing as a good three anymore. They are... Well, no, there are. No. But but they're by by mistake when we got a good three. Remember, we all cheered when they upgraded it to a good three because they were running track record times. Plenty of time, both... Metro and Provincial, they'll be running on firm surfaces, but they're called a good four. So anything between like a two and a half and a five and a half is called a four. It's fake news. It is staggering. And I'll just put it out there. I don't know how you guys bet in New South Wales week in, week out. I take my hat off to you. Um, Victims (laughs) of the punt indeed. Disease, that's why. I mean, I guess just touching on the Queen Elizabeth, it was, you know, if if a Japanese horse turned up this year, I'd love to see a Japanese horse versus noted wet trackers and see what they do then. Anyway, we'll start at the top. They run on good ones over there. The race is never better. The fans love it. It's it's leading the world yet. Anyway, you know my love for Japanese racing. Yeah, me too. Me too. Look, we're going to start at the top. We'll go through the card and see what we find. (laughs) Uh, The two-year-olds over the mile... Uh, Converge uh, has managed to just sit there on pace on an even tempo, 0.8 length slow to the 600 on punning forms data and basically just held off the rest of the field. Rob Scurry, I'll start with you. Just run us through some of these. Barely Saturday 
class looking at them. These are slow two-year-olds. Uh, I, I genuinely like to back horses that look fat deep in preps like Converge was. But then you add Gay Waterhouse into the into the mix. That's not usually her uh, go. So um, And it was drifting, um, which I usually don't mind either. I usually like to get, get more on. Um, but, yeah, I, I found the three here, Arn and Queer, uh, for uh, not really that dynamic, kind of Jean Dubois. He doesn't win many in the city, um, but, you know, I thought Tom Mark one might mm. um, help out. And, uh, look, I'm, I'm not upset with the bet. I, I think, you know, it, it ran well. Obviously, it gets back, which is not ideal. But if if the slug uh, Allegron had got, got going at the 500 and we could have tracked into it a la Bossy on, you know, his thing against Very Elegant, then I think he goes very close to winning, and I think it's half a horse to follow. Um, but in saying that, Converge, to my eye, looks like it can improve again this time in and, and might be a show in, you know, those Mickey Mouse group ones in Brisbane. <clears throat> okay. Mark Sheen, your thoughts on this first two-year-old race? Uh, first of many seconds for the day for me. Morris is my dad. I was the wrong way here. Didn't like Converge, and uh, he got a good run and was too good. So I got this race totally wrong. Um yeah, they just dawdled in front. Uh, first use of the track. The track was okay on the inside for the first two races, I thought. And he just uh, a good ride from Tim Clark. He didn't want to get into a speed battle. He took the sit on Converge, and he was just a bit too strong. Yep. Mark Roden, any thoughts, anything um, out of this race? Yeah, I think, well, Mark and I discussed this race on Friday, and I think I could probably agree. We half outsmarted ourselves here. We um, maybe put a bit too much credence into Converge getting the right one run on the bias track at Rose Hill to start before, but the the fact of the matter uh, was, but that certainly wasn't the strongest form in the race, and, and that was enough to get him home. Got out, I mean, we were, we were potting him on Friday when he was even money as well, and he's got out the 3-1 to one on the fair at the death, so, you know, that's that's a different setup as well. But I stayed out of the race. I mean, after the race, could have been on the winner at, at, at $4, but, um, look, I, I was never... Never planning to back it, so I can't be too hard on myself there and, and just stayed out of the race. Okay. Race two was the South Pacific over 1,400. Listed race for the three-year-olds. Ellsberg, another winner for Tim Clark. Even tempo up front, 1.1 length slow to the 600 there and just dominated this race. Uh, Rob Scurry, your thoughts first of all out of the yard? This horse is torture for me, Ellsberg. <laughs> Absolute torture. Went out to back Easy Far at Warwick Farm one day and he walked in and graded me right up. Um, unloaded on him at Newcastle because he was going to lead and I'll get it back in the run. Missed the start. Uh, and he's coming. He, he, look, he, looks, he looks like he's grown. I think I mentioned to Mark Roden, I said, you know, he look, looks like a bloody draft horse. He's, he's an absolute giant these days. Um, but, yeah, look. There's, they all paraded pretty well here. I, I found, um, you know, outclass horse yardstick. Uh, Private Eye looked like it improved a fair bit, and um, this Rainbow Connection uh, for for Matthew Dunn looks like a nice nice horse as well. So um, yeah, look, Ellsberg on speed just dominated. Can go up in class. Um, there's a race for him in Brisbane for sure. He's he 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 could turn out to be, you know, one of the best three year olds of whatever that means. <laughs> Mark Sheen, Ellsberg was one of your finds on uh, the previous show. Yeah, another very good ride from Tim Clark. He just dominated in front, and leaders are pretty hard to beat in these fourteen hundreds, especially when they go that slow. So, but uh, I agree with Rob. He's a he's an absolute tank of a horse, and he's got a very good race in him through the Brisbane Carnival. I think he's going to Hawkesbury, and then he'll go to Brisbane, but he'll win a good race for sure. Mark Roden, how's Ellsberg profiling for you? Uh, Yes, very, very promising, very strongly. Um, he's 
he had that one really big figure when he dominated the race at Rose Hill last prep, really put it all together that, that day, and he's run right up to that first up, which is a great sign. Yeah, look, Rob might be onto something. If he, if he steps off that platform later in his prep, and it certainly looks like he has the capacity to do so, then, yes, he is one of the better three-year-olds um, of, this, of this crop. So uh, that, that, that could well be the case. Uh, good runs by the place getters too, I thought, probably um, a little bit unsuited. Um, but Ellsberg certainly the, uh, the key talking point out of the race. Yeah, I think Private Eye paraded a lot better. Uh, Rob will probably agree he was a mess at Rose Hill and uh, he looked a lot better on Saturday. So he's another one who can probably train on. He had to give Ellsberg a start in four and a half kilos. So right. uh, if he can if he can meet up in a you know a set weight race or something like that, he wouldn't be entirely hopeless. But he'd certainly improved greatly, I thought, from Rose Hill. Yeah, he's, he's got great attitude, Private Eye. He's, he's a real dude. Um, he's got got a fantastic walk on him and um yeah i think he's going to make an older horse as well and they might meet at hawkesbury and you know that might be worth tuning in for because i'm i'm not going and i was planning on leaving the phone at home just just giving the whole thing a miss <laughs> that's probably wise rob uh race three never won <laughs> never won at the hawkesbury meeting ever <laughs> the uh provincial oh, Championships final was race three over 1400 crystal breeze off a very fast tempo they've gone 7.6 lengths fast up front to the 600, which is very fast. And Crystal Breeze has sat back and been able to run over the top of Pandano. Live in the fast lane rounded out the minor placings. And Rob, I did speculate on that horse just off your yard mail. And uh, you obviously impressed. Yeah, look, it looked, it looked up to him. You know, I like the low numbers and he was the only one of the high numbers that I kind of took my eye. So yeah, I put him in for third and, you know, on another day, I back at one by three, you know, and then I tried to do in the rest of the day, I tried started backing things one by three. So, you know, I missed my moment. You only get one shot, shot at it. Pan down, I look great. Um, it, for a horse that hadn't raced in six weeks, he, you know, I'd almost describe him as perfect waller. You know, he had that just, just, just short of a good run, but he, he had a good attitude. Annoyed I've missed the winner. He's been one of mine, Crystal Breeze. Um, great ride to, to get him home uh prince aurelius um probably barbecued on the on the hot speed but um not sure what to do do with him but um mark shane sorry guys yeah winner um i, th I think the inside off by this stage i think pandano the fact that he hadn't had the run for such a long time or five or six weeks and then the the pace was pretty blistering up front he got to the front perhaps a little bit early but i suppose if you're on him, that's what you wanted to do, get get rolling. And Crystal Breeze probably just a little bit fitter on the day and got the job done. I thought Electric Girl was pretty good here. She had very little luck from the top of the straight and definitely should have finished closer. Mark Roden, are we following anything out of this race or do we just wait to see them all come back next preparation? Yeah, I wouldn't label anything to follow. They're all, most of them are reasonably well exposed and they're just going to turn up where they turn up in there. Um, Know, in, the, in their right grade. Um, Pandano has pretty much run to his best, I think. They can't have done too much more. It's just the, the winner had some pretty good figures too and just got, got that weight drop on him. Um, race was really set up. Um, Robbie Brewer and Jess Taylor just went absolutely berserk on their things in front. Um, I, I had something on Prince Aurelius, but the tickets were confetti by halfway there. They were just going way, way too hard. Um, although that is him. Um, yeah, um, I was looking to get on Pandano, but the price never got anywhere near what I wanted, which I'm pretty glad about, actually, because that would have been another heartbreaking second on a day where there were a few of them. So, uh, yeah, not much more to say about it. 
Okay. One of the more interesting races on the card, uh, certainly in terms of what the market was doing just before the race, was race four, the Percy Sykes for the two-year-old fillies, over 1,200. Jemay has been able to win from the back here off an even tempo. They've basically gone dead even to the 600. Rob, run us through what uh, the two-year-old fillies look like. Well, what do I know? I thought this took a certainty. Najmati, um, just the way I like to see a, you know, a masculine type of sprint type, big ass parading well in another universe she's one by three i swear um and, and the winner is just like this little squibby squibby thing it's gonna maybe turn out to be a great horse and it's a great win um but yeah it looks like a pony uh other than that i could barely find a fourth number and it's very rare in sydney where i where i can't they all don't kind of look good you know it's, it's more like i can find two maybe one or two horses that i don't think can win that are possibly lays and sometimes they win you know I'll, I'll like um, anyway, anyway, but yeah, look, I don't know what's happened to Najmati. Too bad to be true. I'm, if I, I haven't looked at the, the um, stewards report, but there might be something there. Anyone? Mark Shane, what has happened to Najmati? Yeah, uh, I think poor recovery, um, and they said might be at the end of her preparation. Uh, look, she's a little bit easy in the market. I thought she'd be ridden closer and be too good. I thought she paraded great. She looked big and strong, but um, they knew. And I did my cash. Um, I think saving grace, I laid crystal bound. Um, Jamia, well, I think this was a good training performance because they could have gone to the slipper and they elected to, to back off. She didn't have much luck in the one of the lead-up races there behind Arcata at Rose Hill. She's only a pit pony and they focused on this race. She did trial good at uh, Kendall the other day. In fact, we're in her last three in 32-6. Um, but... She's a horse who always misses the start and gets back, and uh, she needed luck in run, but she got the luck in run, and she was too good. So they did run slow time here, though. Um, so I'm not sure going forward um, how strong this will turn out. I still think Najmati is a good filly. And Trifascia, well, she's just got no race sense. She's always throwing the head about. Um, I thought she'd be better over longer, but probably in hindsight they're trying to get her to settle before they stretch her out in distance, and she's still doing... A lot wrong. So she's a work in progress for sure. But um, a good training performance. And Tommy Berry um, went down to Kendler to ride this filly in a trial, and she, he stuck with her and, and gave her a good ride. Mark Roden, what are you making out of this race? I don't think it's particularly strong uh, form-wise. I um, yeah, I, I swung around to Nasmati too, especially after that yard report, and unfortunately it didn't pan out for any of us. But uh, I think the fact that it really hasn't rated that well, um, you know, that tells you why we're also keen to be on Nasmati because, it, as, as Rob said, if she'd performed, she could have won by a couple of lengths. Um, you know, they've sort of finished in a bunch here and the, and the time and sections aren't anything to write home about. So the race has just gone ordinary. Jamea, who I'm a bit annoyed, I've missed because I've been on her a couple of times in her career so far, has bobbed up and won at good odds. But, um, yeah, you wouldn't say it's going to be a, a great form reference going forward uh, with the possible exception of... Um, Najmati, next prep, I suppose, now. Speaking of races in terms of overall speeds that aren't anything to write home about, here's the Australian Oaks for the three-year-old fillies, over 2,400, very slow tempo, 7.8 lengths slow to the 600, so they've basically just walked around here, and Hungry Heart has been too good once again, just clearly turned things right around this preparation. Rob Scurry, run us through your wheelhouse. Ah, uh, look, I, I actually found this, I should have, this is, you know, this is, typical of my day um I've, I've, I've seen this yard really well um 
Harmony Race is still a bit too keen in the yard, but she went out on top because I, I don't know. I, maybe I'd already got her on over, so that was affecting my thinking. But she, she's a nice filly, but she doesn't, you know, she's an exception to the rule in the way she parades. Hungry Heart, um, perfect waller. Um, had, to, had to be on. And, and the other thing I like was this Duas, Duas, which is Dapples were coming through. There might be a race for that uh, up in. Queensland um, seems to be on the upward spiral. Montefilo looked like she tightened up a little bit, um, but yeah, a bit, bit of a tail here. The, 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 there's some of these horses that uh, won't make Saturday horses, and Hungry Heart. I don't think you know now it's one, two Group Ones. It's probably weighted out of everything, and and you know off to the barn. What do you think of this Kiwi? That couldn't have it you know that's another reason why i wanted to bet in the race i just yep. just thought it looked it looked a bit underdone and you know through my mind i um was like oh brisbane you know that can win in brisbane but um yeah in in run um mark roden's word were, were just ringing in my ears with with he's got the best turn of foot hungry heart and with uh montefilia and and um behind it and the kiwi behind it and they kept giving me sp this has made my day um with uh Kira McAvoy just 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 absolutely getting to it. Um, only a few links off the lead, so I thought it was going to win a long way out. Um, the winner, so that saved my day. Beautiful. Sorry, punters, didn't tip it though. <laughs> Mark Shane, your thoughts on the Oaks? Uh, yeah, a very dawdling run race. How many rows? Uh, disappointing. Didn't stay. Stayed on the fence as well. So, but probably beaten at the time. Um, Modern Philly didn't stay. The, the heavy support for the. The Kiwi, um, just looking at her replays, I thought probably her best win was on a drier track than some of the soft wins. So it probably was a little bit surprising to see the money f- for her. Maybe the, the punters who latched onto her thought that the Australian horses weren't a, a strong bunch, but um, Hungry Heart certainly turned the corner this time in. And, uh, Mark's been on her back the last couple of runs and uh, she defied the bias the last couple of wins and she's done a good job to win there. But... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it was a vintage Oaks. Yep, Cochin, that was very much the way. Uh, as Mark Sheen alluded to, you've been on Hungry Heart, basically the most smart <clears throat> of this prep. Yeah, well, the last two anyway. I, um, I do think she's probably the best three-year-old filly of this year, but that's not saying much. Um, the, the way the race was run uh, panned out absolutely perfectly for her because, as Rob mentioned, I do think, you know, if this was a truly run 2400, that might have found her out. I don't think she's a genuine 2400-metre horse, but a, a walking race like this, you could just use her sprint and get past them. So that actually played right into her hands. Uh, the place getters are improving. Maybe this is just going up a shade early for them, but if they can um, go to another level, that uh, duet and bargain, they can win nice races. But, yep, we've said it almost every week this autumn, the three-year-olds aren't great at this stage. Okay. The Arrowfield, race six, 1200-metre sprint for the three-year-olds. Even tempo, 1.5 length slow to the 600. Uh, Wild Rulers knocked off Isotope. Uh, September run was friendless in the market. Rob Scurry, can you tell me why? Which one was friendless? September run. Oh, look, it, it, it was not doing well of things. Um, you know, there, there's a, it had the, the right amount of condition on it uh, for, for a Waller runner, but um, just getting sweaty and walking a bit bit average you know when, when most of them are walking really well this this kind of stuff really sticks out mm. you know and when most of them aren't sweating in the wrong places it's it, it's like that so yeah i i had to take it on i think i spent a bit of time on the text just just for dico just to say why i didn't like it um but yeah oh, I'm, I'm dirty here I, i've wild ruled this sort of you know half one of mine uh backed it numerous times and i thought it paraded well 
um, I think I had it second in the numbers. Isotope, nothing wrong with it. Like, good good style of horse, but she's just, just a bit little and um, she's very professional and obviously very good. Uh, so I've, I've gone one by two on Rocketing By, which kind of half loomed up. I thought, you know, in, in my mind, I thought the softest track would, would sort of help it a little bit, but, you know, it's, it's helped the winner who's done a, a great job um, three wide on the speed. Um, you know, old favourites like AIM and Dame Giselle. Um, all all look well, but um, yeah, just just a bit dirty. Wild wild ruler. Um, not sure how strong these are. Teco Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, Mark Sheen. This doesn't look like a vintage Arrowfield sprint. Yeah, maybe not. But at the, with uh, with three quarters of them going to stud already this year, um, <laughs> there's not much left to go around. So. Um, Look, he was three wide, but that was probably the place to be at the, this time of the day. Isotope, look, she was held up for a couple of strides. Uh, Bob of the head, I was on her for a good result, and unfortunately the head went up uh, right on the line. But anyway, Wild Ruler, um, back to Ranwick. Um, he, he missed the start at Rose Hill and got back in the field and got into a, a better position for him, sort of a dominating position, which he'd had at Ranwick in the past. So, you know, he was able to get the job done. So... Well done to connections there. Prague, look, Prague's got a stack of ability, but he just throws the races away by mm. walking out of the barrier. Another great run. He's made up a stack of ground there. But if he jumped on terms, he'd be winning a lot of these races, but unfortunately he doesn't. Mark Roden, every runner in this race has recorded a stronger figure in its last two starts, with the exception of, of AIM. Uh, what does that signal? I don't know. I think Wild Rule has probably gone to about his best. Um, I've Maybe got a slightly different read on that. Um, uh, firstly, I'd like to thank Rob. For, I only had uh, a portion of my bet early on September run and was preparing with the, the right report from the yard to get stuck right in, but um, the big red light uh, signal came from Rob, which has saved me uh, quite a bit there, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, again, they're good, not great for these three odds. You, you wouldn't I mean, Wild Ruler was slow at Rose Hill, but he was, wasn't competitive with the older, older sprinters in the galaxy. Um, you wouldn't back any of those to be, uh, you know, they, they wanted to run September run against Nature Strip and the TJ. Now, they decided against it because of the alley to save it for this. Now, it's, obviously, she's not right anyway, but even at her best, she wouldn't have got anywhere near the likes of Nature Strip and Master Crusader. These three-year-olds aren't at that level. In a good year, the three-year-olds will give the older horses a run, especially at sprint trips and in the autumn, but... Um, yeah, this group aren't at that level. Okay. Let's talk about the Sydney Cup. 3,200 metres, very fast tempo, 8.2 lengths fast, to the 600 on punting forms data. The horses from the back or worse than midfield have come over the top here. Rob Scurry, Stayers, Salino, Rondinella. They've cleared out from the rest. There's a, a long margin to some of these back markers or some of the ones that have tailed off. Did you find anything out of the yard that impressed? Oh, they all look pretty well, you know. Stayers walk around at top, close to top, relaxed, you know, is what I look for. And when you've got 15 of them walking around like that, it's it's a bit tricky. Uh, I miss the winner. Um, and I look look well, perfect wallet, but it's a bit of like a boxy, square looking thing. Um, <laughs> not, not my not my go. Uh, I I, I kind of like the toppy chosen one. Um, looked really really well, uh, but it was a no bet race for me. Um, Look, I thought the, the favourite moon, the haggis horse, looked almost better than it did 
at um, Rose Hill when it won. Um, seems to seems to have got good racing manners. Has it got in the right spot? Be interested what Mark Sheen how he thought Favorite Moon compared to um, when it won at Rose Hill. Realm of Flowers maybe held held on. Um, I'll I'll let you speak, Mark. I think I've got some drilling about to happen here. Um, yeah, I think uh, well, two of the favoured runners here just got in the wrong spot. She's ideal in Realm of Flowers. Uh, she's ideal. Rachel King uh, going for a rails run on the turn and Realm of Flowers getting shuffled right back. So I think if those two had been wider, um, they could have certainly figured in the finish here. Selena got back in a uh, with cover and circled the field, made a long run. Ronnie Stewart with no weight. Blinkers off um, on Saturday compared to his previous runs. We'd ran on OK. Nothing flashing light, but... Um, He'd been a two-mile winner in the UK. I think the ride won the race, really, to, to get rolling rather than him being back and off the bit. Um, he got going a long way from home, but uh, I think definite excuses for She's Ideal and Realm of Flowers where they got into when they bunched from about the 600. Yeah, Mark Roden, we were talking about this last night, weren't we, in terms of often it's you know the, the horse with the, the best transit in these staying <laughs> races and the horses that can run out the distance. They, they're inevitably the, uh, the ones that win. Yeah, at 3,200 metres, you know, in most staying races, but at 3,200 in particular, ability to run the trip's probably more the, the most important data point there is. Um, uh, there aren't many races at the, the, the distance, obviously, so that um, it's hard to put too much data on them, but that is that is um, the most important factor in this sort of race. And Salino certainly overseas had that form. I've, I didn't find him. Um, I was on Rondonella again, so I ran second on Rondonella at double figure rods twice in seven days. And twice the horses have basically done nothing for 12 months and pulled out their best form and, and knocked me off, uh, which is a bit hard to take. But here we are. I, I thought this was a good betting race because I, I thought um, both Favourite Moon and Realm of Flowers were too short. Um, Favourite Moon's been beaten 20 lengths. Um, Realm of Flowers had excuses, so maybe I haven't got that exactly right. But I ended up on Rondonella. She's ideal, wrong spot. Um, chosen one, speculatively, who ran on OK. And Southern France, who was not great. Um, I, I, he drifted, so I got on him at the closer to the jump, but he um, was a bit disappointing. But yeah, I ran in the turn. I thought Ronda Nolan and she's ideal going to be right in this. Selena had made a long run, and I thought, well, I hadn't rated him that highly anyway. I thought, here's a good chance of stopping. We might get over it here, but um, no joy, unfortunately. Sounding um, like a true victim, Mark. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't regret any of these bets. Yeah. The only bet on the whole day on Saturday, I'm, I'm a bit. Um, I would take back as probably Nashmati because I didn't yeah. plan to back it and it was a favourite. But um, I, I was happy with my play here. I thought it was a good race to bet around the favourites in and I was right, um, but just didn't get the result. Okay, let's talk about this uh, so-called grand final, the Queen Elizabeth Group 1 over 2,000 metres. They've gone slow here, 4.2 lengths slow to the 600. It was a strange race to watch in a sense because very elegant was early days, early part of the race in front of the Deeb, ends up behind it. I think... Uh, J-Mac probably spent half the race fighting the mare and in the end she's gone down the only half a length to a horse that arguably isn't at his best. Rob, what did you make of these in the yard? Oh, look, they're, they're all very well. I even had a small plow on Maonga who finally walked. Um, so I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I hadn't landed a blow. I think it overs run well again, the old vision and power. He's, he's, he is a weight for age horse, I think we can say that. Um, Sir Dragonet was my main play though. I thought the horse had improved again. And um, hats off to Glenn Boss. This is the best. This is one of the best rides of the day, I reckon. Um, I would like, he 
on the corner, it was it was two to one in my mind, tracking very elegant, who I thought had to had to um, you know drop off, um, and it was right behind her, and I thought it was, I was just going to sail down the outside and win, and, uh, and there it was clicking away at six dollars, um, and mouth opened when I got beat. Um, Adib is yeah is is a very good weight for age looker, um, but you know asterisk over the win, track doctored. Um, Dallas Sun's prayed her really well again. A funny old horse, Sprinter, but what is he? He's, he's just a very, very good horse. Um, Mugger 2 might have had enough. Um, I think I think that, that win in the uh, All-Star Mile um, might have been the best of him. Um, Mark Sheen. Yeah, interesting race. Dave missed the start. Uh, we all probably expected him to jump in lead and, and then roll, and um, next minute... Um, James McDonald is trying to restrain very elegant and it's pulling its head off. Oh, I thought it was in trouble from the mile. I really did. Um, she was in a bad, bad mood compared to her last couple of starts where she'd settled quite well. Uh, I think they went about a second slower than at Rose Hill on a worse track. So, um, yeah, I just think she was off a game um, pace-wise there on Saturday. Things just didn't smooth out for her. And today, well, just reading some, some comments after the race, the blinkers went on because he'd been very sluggish in his work, which was something that he normally does. But they were very concerned about how he was going. But obviously when the taps went on, it uh, was a big help. <laughs> yeah. The taps uh, sold everything. <laughs> exactly. Mark Roden, is this the worst $4 million, $4 million race of all time? <laughs> it's... I'd have to look at them all before I made a uh, <laughs> inclusive judgment on that, but it's got to be in the discussion. Um, there was talk about the race about you know what a sensational field it was. Well, it was. It was never a sensational field. Um, these horses, these horses couldn't live with the likes. Well, forget Winks. You know they couldn't live with So You Think, um, yeah. something like that. Um, a day of has got away with this. Uh, a taps and B farcical pace and things failing. Like very elegance just. Up to her old tricks and giving herself no chance and been beaten half a length. Dallasan, Dico's horse has been beaten 0.7 lengths in a $4 million. I mean, come yep. on. This is, and look, gone at the 700. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it was, a, it was actually a thrilling sort of contest to watch. You know, they were fanned across the track and they're all going flat out, and you know, but in terms of a rating or a performance level, it's, it's pretty poor for, you know, for this grade. Um, they finished in a bunch, and a Dave day hasn't gone anywhere near the level um, he was yeah. going. Overseas or even out here last year, and, and he's got away with it again. Um, yeah. Was I tripping? Did did I see? Uh, did, did, did Sir Dragon I look the winner at the six hundred behind? Uh, very yeah, I thought he was going to be in the finish, but yeah. But the tempo was probably against him. Tempo was definitely coming against from last. That's the yeah. only thing, Rob. Yeah, yeah. that's um, probably probably why the mare's got got pulling again. She she yeah. runs her best off a you know good solid clip. This really has been fastly run. The overall time is just horrific. It was great, and you know, sectionally they haven't they haven't won the joint up sectionally either. You know, they've, they've come home okay, but they they had to. They went so slow. But no margins, no time. You can't, you can't say this is a, a vintage or a strong foremost for the class. Now, I think if anything ever looked like a narrative race, that is it. One for the nonnies and the the non betters, non believers, the whole lot. Uh, <laughs> Let's have a look at the Queen of the Turf over a mile. Natoya, the pizza-eating, drinking machine, has come over the top of Probabile, which is probably the greatest moral beaten. If the track is slightly firm, it probably gaps them by six lengths. I'm not sure. Rob Scurry, talk about these horses for me. 
Oh, look, proper build walked into the yard and looked, looked sensational. Um, you know, perfect waller. Um, I think I said on the text, like, if, if this is a good three, this could be the big. You know, I was thinking about Animo again. I think this is the biggest, this is the biggest bet of all time. But because it was a five and maybe a six, I just thought, no, we, we just got to let it go. So I, I, I end up backing um, Nimalee, who might turn out to be a, a better fresh horse. Uh, even though it looked like it had trained on beautifully and was fat when it won. But anyway, that was a, a bad play. Connor McCanning looked great again. You know, that was in the numbers. And then Natoya, nothing wrong with it. The form was there. The, the track suited. You know, I felt like a real goose after the race. Um, All Saints Eve, I've never seen it look so well. Not that it's ever been one of mine. Uh, Colette looked looked pretty well, but she seemed suited to me at the weights and on, on the track. Um, but... Yeah, look, probably was 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 a certainly beaten if 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 they don't doctor the track. Yep, Mark Sheen, your thoughts? Um, look, she got into a good spot, probably. Um, just started to niggle before the turn, though. You, you would have thought she would just be trucking up on the bit. Um, still got away and looked the winner. Natoya just wearing them down. So we had a Doncaster winner beating an Epsom winner. Um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good when you think about it, but. Uh, not many people probably would have been on Natoya. She'd run in the Doncaster, got up on the inside, but here coming down the outside uh, like she won the Doncaster. So got conditions to suit. I don't know everyone's seen the race. I thought yeah. Angelic probably a little bit should have finished a touch closer, but, um, yeah, I don't know where they go from here. A lot of these mares might go to Brisbane. Um, one thing about Probabil, she does get off the bit. I remember uh, one day at... On yeah, a good track true. when she yeah. won. She 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 does she does look like she's in trouble four five hundred meters out, and Kieran seems to get into her, and he knows her, and no, yeah, you're it, right. Yeah. Mark Roden, just another second. Another second. Another t- getting knocked off again by a horse who's done nothing for twelve months. It wasn't absolutely terrible in the Doncaster, but you couldn't you couldn't entertain it uh, against probably a white road. But Randwick Mile and Sting out. She found that best form, of course. Um, was, I was on Probabil. I, I, the softness of the track was playing on my mind, so I didn't go again or anything, but I was already on. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's just taken the edge off her and played into Natoya's hands, still beating the others by two lengths, uh, and did look did look home for all money at the 150, so, yeah, a, a bit nauseating, but here we are. Um, shout out to uh, who's it? Pat Hegney, on, who got in touch on Twitter asking about quantum mechanic. Um, he was impressed with its run at Rose Hill, and uh, I said he was right to be. Um, it, it was a very good run against the bias that day, and uh, bobbed up here and run third at good odds. I hope Pat had something on it each way. Um, but, yeah, I've already said more than I wanted to about this race. I don't really want to ever watch it again. It was uh, horrifying. Okay. Well, we can probably... Mentioned this race in the same boat. Sapphire stakes over twelve hundred for fillies and mares, and for seekers managed to get over the top of Entrevere, which I think the entire nation was probably on. Um, even tempo, one point three lengths slow to the six hundred. Rob Scurry, talk about for seeker, the Kiwi, and a few of the others. I was a victim of fake news here. Um, Flicking between five two six to five two eight, I caught a bit of Fasika's terrible trial and stuck in my head. Horse looked outstanding from the yard, oh. um, but this and, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind also SP profile. This horse last prep was short. Every run, every run, every run it was short, and um, 
yeah, maybe I've, I've, I've copped too many punches and too many bad decisions, and I've, and I, and I've ended up being on uh, Wonderbar, who I thought looked great. I think I sent out um, the fave on top. I think I called it a B-grade probabil because it looked a lot like probabil to yeah. me. Or maybe it's colour did, or maybe I'm, I'm reaching. Um, seasons look as best as it ever has. Small play on that. Not my horse. Never going to be my horse. I don't know why I'm betting on that. Um, Tefane looked look great early, and the money's really come from it. Uh, I was I got a little bit of $11, $12, but the last lap or two with the jockeys up, she just just doing a few things that I didn't like to see. So I, I got out of her... Um, Wonder Bar busting to win a race, um, good honest thing. Uh, but I'm not sure how much. Maybe she'll she'll bob up on a heavy ten and just blow them away. Uh, bit of a return to form, sweet deal. California Zimbal looked really really well again, but maybe she's just a freshie, Mark Sheen. Um, yeah, this was another one. I thought her first trial was good and the second trial was horrific at uh, at Ramwick. I think I've backed her every start, bar. Um, Past Saturday, uh, I had a massive win on her when she won her first start at Warwick Farm, and I've been on her back. I was on her in the Sapphire this race last year for the National oh. Debt when White Moss uh, held her at bay, had the double a Dave into it, so it's pretty back bad. <laughs> Very <empty>. dumb. Uh, <laughs> and there I am on Wonder Bar and Entrevere, who was oh. in uh, the Doncaster Hotel for most of the race, so. Um, <laughs> it's a race that I'm not uh, too fussed on. Seasons end up in the wrong spot, barrier number one. You're in the wrong spot, barrier number one at Ramwick um, after the taps have been on. Wonder Bar Honest, Fasika uh, paraded brilliantly and a man should have been on it on looks, but um, you just don't know whether they've come back after Mayors lose a bit of form. But Joe Pride's done a great job to get her back. He's done a great job with Eduardo as well and um, she got into a great spot and was, was too good on the day. Yes, indeed. Mark Roden, it was a great bet from yourself. You timed it to basically perfection, just getting it just in time before the... I think everyone sort of clicked at once, probably a minute and a half afterwards, and the market went from 420 into basically 370 and, and never got anywhere near that again. Um, just torture, wasn't it? As uh, my mate Dan Kelly is fond of saying, the operation is a success, the patient died. Um, <laughs> everything right except the result here. Yeah. And... and uh, back to Wonder Bar to win about the same amount late as well, and yep. both were winner at different times in the straight, I thought. And I know we didn't, but someone's back for Zika. It's been, despite the huge go for Entrevier, there's been very solid support for the winner off what the boys said looked a very ordinary last trial. And so I'd, I'd, I'd miss the winner. Um, but it's been, you know, when you get something being like basically 480 in the morning into 320, and they're backing something as well from 10 into 750. That, that's serious money as well. So uh, the winner was very strongly fancied, obviously. And I suppose I can say she's another one who's done nothing for 12 months, which is a bit, um, that's cherry picking data a bit because she's only had two runs since last autumn. But um, yeah, just typical of the day, if this was. Um, I, I thought I thought turning she was going to go straight past him anyway in Trivia, but the wide run just told she's probably gone a length or so off her best and she's been beaten by a head. So there you go. Okay, lots of uh, victims, lots of band-aids and bandages and hemorrhaging to uh, sort out for the week ahead. But uh, before we do that, a few horses to follow. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Uh, pretty obvious, Ellsberg had a race number two. Uh, you know, I think he's got a, you know, maybe even a group one in him at some stage. Um, love those on paces that are big, mm. strong, bullish types. So uh, I'll just go for him because the track was so shifty and... and uh, Basically, shithouse, so let's just go with Ellsberg. <laughs> Mark Roden, anything to add there? Um, no, I, I, not a real 
flat bookers meeting for me. The, the two fillies who posted now, because if they press on the Brisbane duation bargain, uh, you would expect to be very competitive if the, that's the way they're heading. I'm not actually sure, but I, um, yes, we've used the word upward spiral and they're both on it. Okay. And Rob Scurry, anything to follow out of the yard? Um, I look, I'll be a victim and probably follow this Arnaquia at a race one um, for, for Jean Dubois. He'll probably run at um, Hawkesbury. Um, and yeah, I'll probably be on that. Um, if the New Zealand uh, filly from the Oaks, if that goes, go keeps running in Queensland, that's probably going to go all right. Um, and yeah, a bit of bit of desert war about old Ellsberg. You know, here's another 15 year old front running brave horse, and maybe 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 um, I'm totally clutching. But I think I think he's he's an absolute beast, and he's, he's grown again. And um, I've never been on the right side of Victor. All right. Very good. Week ahead, Canterbury Wednesday, Newcastle Thursday, Kembla and the final Group 1s of the season, the All-Aged and Champagne Stakes, before Gosford and Kensington on Sunday for the Anzac Day meeting. Mark Shan, the last of the Group 1s, anything that takes your eye at this early stage? No rain predicted this week, so we're probably <laughs> looking at a slow six. Um, <laughs> No, well, it's the, the the champagne's fallen away. We've got safe uh, scratched, so we'll end up with Halal and Animo's not running as well, of course. So, so it'll be Halal and Captivon will dominate that market. So it'll be a pretty weak Group 1, you would think, and Virgil will probably back up. Mars Crusader will be short price favourite in the All-Aged. Um, and be interested to see if Kerry McAvoy gets back on after some comments <laughs> made about his uh, ride when it was beaten out of sight by Nature Strip. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, I wouldn't be taking it's, it's worth a million bucks. I wouldn't be anyone who considers taking Karen off in a race uh, worth that much money needs their head red. Yep, I think that's fair to say. Mark Roden, you'll have fun though with the four meetings across uh, 48 hours there on the weekend. Yeah, that's going to be uh, stretch us a bit, but we'll uh, put in a bit of a shift on Friday and get um, all set for it. But, um, yeah, that, that'll be testing. And Rob Scurry, we'll see you in the yard there on Saturday, last of the carnival days. and Yeah, sure yeah. Be... and I might, I might even you know hit up the missus that we're not going to Gosford, so maybe Rob needs to go to uh, Kenzo <laughs> as well on the Sunday just for the subs. No, I don't want to do it, loves. <laughs> just got to do it for the subs. Fulfill my commitment for the subs. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'll definitely be out there Saturday, and if the track's good on Sunday as well. But you know, it's hard to know how that Kenzo track will play down the outside fence again. Who knows? All right, beautiful. Well, enjoy Canterbury for those playing. Uh, we'll be back later in the week to preview the last of the Group Ones. Until then, go well.